0: And now the SleepHawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hensbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the SleepHawk Worldwide Podcast. I'm Sleep Dog with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hulk. We got a lot coming at you
1: today. I'm excited for this episode. Um, we're all excited. UNC, mm. tough loss, but hey. We're, we're coming home the crowd's ready let's uh I'm excited sleep's excited got a lot coming super for
0: you. spreader central tomorrow 730 Keenan Stadium mass no mass doesn't matter world is burning uh be 50,000 people in there uh screaming and we're playing Georgia State so uh, let's hope we can uh, fare a little better than we did Last week, when we opened the season fresh off of the the Sleephawk Worldwide National Championship undefeated season projection with a loss of Virginia Tech. So needless to say, we're going to save a little money. Uh, no need to make that trip we promised to South Bend for a uh, pod in the parking lot. But we, hey, listen, man, we still have a shot. I'll get into that later. We have NFL football last night. Uh, honestly, it's a great game. Uh, Old sleep dog, uh, lived up to his name about halftime when I tuckered (laughs) out. uh, Had very bad implications on my fantasy season already, which is not a surprise. Uh, Ryder Cup's coming up. Got some drama, as always, with golf. Bachelor in Paradise, speaking of drama, Mm. I I quit watching. Big Hawk, he'll fill you in. And then Britney Spears, man. Free Britney. We've done it, guys. She's free. She's free or at least close to it. We'll talk a little bit about that. But got to start UNC, uh, just shit in the bed. Opener, Virginia Tech, last week, Friday night, lost 17-10. I had to listen to a lot of it on the radio because I was traveling to the beach. Saw the last, I don't know, 7 to 10 minutes of the game on TV once I arrived. Uh, Wish I hadn't seen any of it. Looked bad. Did you watch it?
1: Absolutely. Watched the whole thing. Um, It was a tough loss. And we'll talk about this in detail. The first thing I had before the game is we had all these expectations. And I sat in here and I told Sleep right here on the podcast. I said, this is the most important game of the year. It's a first game because expectations and the hype are so big that they're already thinking national championship. Sleep Hulk worldwide, we're already talking national championship. That has never happened for UNC football. For them to put the – I don't know, what is it? The carriage before the horse, whatever they say. Cart before Uh, the horse. Cart before the horse. And, uh, boy, there's never a better example than what happened uh, to us up in Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was ready to go. Electric atmosphere, uh, rich football, history. And so that's a tough place to play. That's a tough place to play. Football, basketball, I don't care. Their fans show up. And I thought about it, and our team's young. And I'm not sure how many kids – you know, we didn't have a lot of fans in the seat for COVID. This might be the first time a lot of these young guys are playing in front of fans, playing in that type of atmosphere. And it's different. It's just different. You know, it's different when you're playing in a stadium with no people and not a lot of expectations. You're the underdog. Now They get to the target on your back and there's a lot of people in the stands and there's a lot of expectations, people are coming for you. Not only are people coming for you, they're going to study. You're going to be the game On the schedule that they highlight, ready to go. They're going to know your plays. They're going to be excited. The fans are going to show up. And that's what happened. They were ready. They came out. We don't handle success well. It was disappointing, but it's not the end of the year. It's just tough because I feel like the expectations for UNC football, you know, before the season, I keep hearing a reoccurring theme like, we're going to, this is a year, this is a year. And then just boom, right from the get, splat, just exploded on us.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you bring up a good point about, you know, playing in front of a crowd and also playing with the expectations, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Sam Howe is what it is, like best quarterback probably in the history of our school. And uh those expectations are a big deal. You saw it with Garrison Brooks, right? He had a had a fine year. All of a sudden, he's like front runner for <laughs> Player of the Year in the ACC, and a guy is nowhere to be found all season, right? And that's not a knock on him, even. It's just like how some some guys are are better in a role, and 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 I think Sam is is made to be front and center, right? And didn't respond well. Um, was it pressure? You can never say that. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, you know, just not a good look. You you know, it, we consistently. God bless, man. You look back over the years, the last say five. Even when we sucked. It seemed like we would lose games by marginal mm-hmm. numbers, right? It's not like we get blown out a lot, yeah. But we do love just bringing a shovel to the kickoff and just as soon as they kick the ball, just start digging with it. And you know we we play from behind all the damn time. It's like guys, show up, you know, and and hit somebody in the mouth and stop waiting you know, to, it's almost, and you don't know, you wonder whether that's play calling, you know, whether that's coming from the sidelines or whether that's, you know, something to do with the players, because it's like when we finally just take the reins off and rely on the athletes to, to do what they do and just be athletic, like that's how we start coming from behind. You know, we like a lot mm-hmm. of the stress goes away. It seems again, I'm not a football coach. I don't know. I don't know the damn three, four defense from the front screen door. Right. But, um, you know, it's just hard to dig yourself out of a hole every single week. And, you know, we picked up right where we left off in, in game one with what we did last year in, in kind of doing that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And there's a difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. Mm-hmm. And, Huge
0: difference. Yeah.
1: And for me, this was kind of one of those uh, – this is an example. You know, I still think that it's just different when the stadium is filled and fans are there, nerves get to going. Mm-hmm. uh you can't practice that. You can't
0: imitate it. And I think it got to him. Um, Dude, t- we played like dog shit in an elect one of the hardest places to play college football in America. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech, by all accounts, played well. We lost by a touchdown, had the ball driving down the field at the end of the game. Right. So that's what you got to take away out of this is like yeah, like it's it's a free it's freak out time, right? That's what we do. Um, but you know, w- as bad as we probably could have played in relation to expectations and still had a chance to to win the game or yeah. tie the game late, you know? Um so yeah, I mean it's it sucks, but There's still plenty of a way out of it for this, for us.
1: Yeah, this isn't the end of the season by any means. And let's not write this team off. They have a great quarterback. Sam Howell, uh, one of the best players in college. Um, We have some receivers that stepped up. We know our team better. We learned from this loss. Um, Mac is a proven coach. This isn't a coach that's just going to sit back and just like, well, you know, we're not – No, he's going to get the most out of this team, and I believe in Mac. I believe in Sam, and I think they're going to turn the year around. Obviously, Georgia State on the horizon. That's not the. That's not the Georgia. That's not the Alabama. That's not the Clemson revenge. In Georgia, they have (laughs) something in common. Uh, Boy, if it's not
0: in Georgia, then I'm really confused. Yeah. <laughs> um. Dude, did you see Mac Brown that one they cut to him in like the fourth quarter? I think it might have been after like Sam got wrapped up and threw that last interception. And he's just standing on the sideline. I was like, bro, he just had this look on his face like we're in deep shit. Like I was like <laughs> I thought that was so funny. They cut. did you you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you yeah. Mac Brown
1: at the end of the game did not look good. He looked like he just went twelve rounds with Mike Tyson in his prime. <laughs> and then um, Conor McGregor just went out there and just started sledgehammering his uh, face. He, he looked bad, but hey, man, I would look bad, too, if my yeah, team was out there. Yeah, I would was hate it there. if he looked good. You know yeah, I mean? He looked, looked like he
0: cared. He's a winner. Yeah, I dude. mean, he
1: is a winner. He's a fighter. We're going to get the most out of this team.
0: So, look, here's how it goes, right? Like, you get back in the groove. I think you got to just beat the dog shit out of Georgia State. <laughs> like, you got to get out there and just put your foot down and win by 50 because that's what you should do, right? And then you start playing some of these other relevant games and you're working your way up now. Your Super Bowl is is Notre Dame. And you got two big games leading up to that. Florida State, Miami, both games at home. Mm-hmm. Don't want to overlook anything. We just learned our lesson with that. Virginia Tech's better team. People thought they were top twenty team. Now I think maybe maybe the twenty one or something like that. Right? They're ranked now. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think you just gotta you gotta put it behind you. This is a great time for a shitty opponent, and we just had to make them look shitty, right? Yep. And and Couldn't if we can more. do that, you know, here's what happens: you go if you run the table. I said in the first episode, we're going to go undefeated. We're going to win the national championship. Obviously, the first part is going to be a little difficult considering we lost the first game. However, if you win every game from here, you finish the season as a one-loss team, and everybody in the division, you've beaten. Right, so you win all the tiebreakers. You beat Notre. You if you finish one loss, you clearly beat Notre Dame. So you're back right where you started, and you're playing probably Clemson in the ACC championship, and the winner goes to the goes to the college football playoff. So it's still attainable if we live up to the hype from here forward. Yeah, I mean we have winnable games. I think Notre Dame. If you ask right now, we should get the doors blown off of us. You know, but you can come in on that. Um, you know, looking a lot different if you. Uh, you know, uh, stop moping around and pick your shit up and and, and get back to work. And maybe it's better that. that way. Yeah. I mean, this team
1: showed that, like we said last year, success. This team doesn't handle success well. And this is a new year. And I hate comparing last year's team to this year. Uh, but I hate doing that in all sport. But, um, you know, they got the, some of the same key pieces. Sam's still the quarterback. Okay. So maybe it's better that you know, we're out there hunting instead of getting hunted. Yeah. And I think, you know, this team looks hungry. Yeah. And I believe in Sam. I I listen to his interviews. I like his confidence. I like the way he carries himself. I I believe in him. I think they're going to do great. And I think you're right. What you got to do is chip away one game at a time. And what you do is you're never satisfied. Okay, Georgia State, listen, Georgia State isn't – this is a team that we're supposed to beat. Okay, we have everything to lose in this game. But we need to stop looking like that. They're our next opponent. We got to go after them. We just lost, okay? We just got knocked down, okay? We got to get back up. We got to go back out there. And we got to get a dub, okay? Because that's what we got to do. And that's our next game. And that's, that's the best we can do. And we learn from the last. And we learn from this next game. And we keep getting better as a team. And we keep marching on. And whatever aligns when we play Notre Dame, it's going to be a big game. Whatever aligns, I don't care what happens, okay, that's the game. I yeah. agree. sleep. That is the game. Yeah. And I don't care if we, if we lose every game out until we play Notre Dame. I want us to show up at Notre Dame, and I want to beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I want to go in there, and I want to hear them silent. And I know they have the tradition, and I know they have the, the proud Notre Dame people. My brother's an alum. Uh, I can't stand them. I can't stand – the the whole private school, the way they carry themselves, I want to go in there and hand them an L.
0: Yeah, the one guy. Remember, we got one guy who's who's uh knows what it's like to hand Notre Dame an L, and for the first time in Sleep Hawk worldwide history, he's not on the line right now. It's Cam Sexton. Dude, where you at? This is your chance. We're going to let you on here, and you know where to be found.
1: That was an amazing night in college, guys. Um, oh, boy. Cam had a hell of a game, beat Notre Dame. At Keenan, I'm not sure, you know, what was going on. It was hard to top that in Cam's life. And boy, oh boy, Cam walked into La Rez and you thought... He's
0: still flying high on that one 20 years you, later. You
1: know, you, there's there's like historical moments. Moses parted the Red Sea. <laughs> Cam Sexton, after <laughs> they beat Notre Dame, Rez. walking into La Res. The line was, I mean, you talk about the line of rosemary. Mm-hmm. That thing was back down to, let's just say, uh, for point of reference, that, that line could have been to Spankies. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as Cam walked in, <laughs> come on in, buddy. And wow. I remember I, I was sitting right there, corner bar La Rez, and I was hydrating with some water.
0: Mm-hmm. and As uh, we all were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody had
1: water that night. Mm-hmm. And I remember just grabbing Cam and lifting him up and carrying him right to the bar to get him some water as well. Because I knew he'd really worked (laughs) hard that game and needed to hide. I didn't want him to cramp. Yeah, I (laughs) didn't want him to catch a cramp on his night out after one of the biggest highlights of his his UNC career. And, uh, man, that was an amazing night, amazing win. And uh, we're going to do it again this year. I I feel it
0: bars chanting his name man it was one of the great <laughs> nights to be alive i'll I will uh I'll tip my hat to old uh old cam on that one old hulu um and 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 before we move on I thought it was a great idea and I don't know the answer to this either so we're gonna we're gonna try this together what do you think Georgia state's mascot is I'm getting ready to google it I don't even know I don't even know the answer yet but but we're both gonna guess at what their mascot is and then we're gonna then we're gonna look it up. Georgia State University is, is what it is. Man, what do you think? What are you going to go with? I'm going to go
1: with the Eagles. That's a good one. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see here. I'm going to – the Georgia State – it's not the
0: Hawk. I'm the Hawk. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to guess it's not the Bulldogs. No. No. Um, <laughs> Leopards. The leopards. The Georgia State lepers or leopards? lep erds University. I didn't spell university right. How do you find their name? Let's see. Wikipedia? Uh, okay. Mascot. What? The pounce? Oh, the panther. Pounce the panther. The uni- Georgia State University panthers the first thing that pops up you know when you when you type Georgia State University mascot it just says pounce and I was like that would actually be a pretty wild nickname you know I'm the, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, we are the Georgia State University pounce because we got a pounce on your ass <laughs> but instead uh I believe it's uh he's a panther and he happens to be a blue panther it appears anyway uh yeah definitely uh you were close then a panther and a, and a leopard actually I'm googling what the difference is. Well, a panther's black and a leopard has spots, buddy. Stay tuned for our Sleephawk Worldwide uh, Animal Special here. Yeah, they are definitely panthers. The Georgia State Panthers. All right. Blue panthers. Anyway. The leopard is bigger than the panther, too. Well, and it's also faster. No, that's a cheetah. Cheetah's very fast. Still might be fast. Sleep dog's pretty fast, too. You know what? I always ask like when uh, when I'm, when I'm going for a run among a run group and they ask if I stretch. Say, hey, you ever seen a cheetah stretch? Um, on I the love NFL. that line. I love that line. <laughs> on to the NFL, somebody else doesn't run very fast. In addition to Sleep Dog is Tom Brady. And he went off last night in Tom Brady form. Dak Prescott, first game back from that brutal leg injury. Uh, I don't know, man. It was a really I, – I, I caught myself thinking, like, dude, this is a really good game. I hate Dallas. So as anybody needs to know out here, uh, Sleep Hog Nation – Sleep dog is a Washington football team fan. I know, I get it. Feel sorry for me. I deserve it. But I hate Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um so I was glad they lost, but it was a really thrilling first half. I didn't see the second half.
1: No, um shit, it was too late. You know Tom Brady, it's a may 44 years old and he's still doing this. You got to respect him. And this guy receives a lot of hate, like a lot of big time athletes, the the greatest athletes, the better you are, the more you expect to get, you know, deal with
0: It's a hater's ball, man.
1: Haters, whatever you want to classify him, you know, the more you're in the light, the more you're gonna be criticized. I think he's handled it well. I think what he's done at Tampa and at his age is unbelievable. Not only has he changed, like Tampa, like their whole culture has changed. Like you can just tell they're a winning team. And I love everything that this guy stands for. And I'm not a Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys. They come with so much drama, so much baggage. And every year we have to hear about how good they are. Heaven forbid if they are good, holy shit. I mean, everyone's got their Cowboy
0: gear out. they just let you know about it. And it's funny how long ago they were actually good. Literally, like every year you think they're gonna be good and they're not.
1: You know, they a lot of people haven't winning the Super Bowl this year. Well, a lot of people like they are supposed to be a contender.
0: Wow. Do not count me among them.
1: Yeah. And well, they, they put up a good fight last night. I mean, Tampa
0: Bay, that's a that's a pretty Dude, good Tampa Bay looked again like they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they look like a machine. So
1: they look like they knew what they were doing. Uh but I will say I listened to the postgame interview uh with Dak when I woke up and I was never a Dak fan, but, man, I liked the way that guy was talking. I liked what he said. One of the things that stood out to me was, I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad that I got to play again. You know, we're going to learn from this. He was really positive, yeah. really upbeat, and he just signed a big deal. And you could see, like, the motivation in his eyes and how hungry he was. He had 400 yards, which is super impressive, and damn near won the game. You know, if anybody else – is Tampa Bay's quarterback? They lose that. I mean, Tom Brady's just so good. He mm-hmm. knew exactly what to do. Where the defense is coming from, his knowledge is just beyond anybody in the NFL. And the way
0: his offense is just, just fluid is you just don't see that. Guys just turning back the clock left and right. I Man, Antonio Brown had a vintage mm-hmm. game, dude. I wake up, all right. First, first fantasy football game of the year. I've like I was so close to not even playing in this league and just, just retiring altogether, just hanging them up. I was like, nah, I'm a, I'll regret that, right? If I don't have at least one, I'll wish I had played. Well, guess who the, uh, my opponent had last night? Rob Gronkowski. I wake up this morning, Rob Gronkowski has 90 yards and two touchdowns. This dude ain't had a game like that since Moby Dick was a minnow, right? <laughs> and then on my team, I got Zuerlein, who missed more field goals than damn. Is ben that Greg? Greg Zuerlein. Oh, yeah. my God. This hey, guy was just kicking did, balls do we fire all this guy? He ain't a, he ain't a member of my team anymore. I got to come up with a better name too. I don't I don't remember what my name is yet, but usually very good at that. But yeah, we got we got a shit can him, man. He's had his day, dude. Was a great kicker. He's won me a lot of fantasy games, uh, but he cost me one last night, big time.
1: All right, so Gronk, obviously, do you guys think? Do you think he's the greatest tight end I of think all he's time? He's the greatest tight
0: end ever. Though, I yeah. gotta agree with you. No doubt. And. Uh, He's got some contenders now. Guys like Kelsey and, you know, they, those guys are really, really Kelsey's good. Kelsey's
1: really good. Right. Uh, the guy for the Niners, uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Kittle, George Kittle. Kittle. Kittle's really good. Uh, you know, Greg, Greg Olsen's not in their zip code, but I mm-hmm. liked him when he was in his prime with the Panthers. I thought he was really good. Uh, guys, I'm not – no comparison, but I, uh, I do like watching tight ends because they're like a – the tight end position has changed. It's yeah. more mobile, and you see, like, these big guys out yeah. there running around – catching, and you know, it's good to see. It's, it's, it's one of the toughest positions to play in football because you're required to do so much. And my football knowledge is not a lot gronk I've always respected him but I also respected him as an athlete when he said he just took time off
0: and as an athlete I love gronk for the record I yeah. really hate it because he just blew up in my face last night but I love dude I drafted gronk my first fantasy football championship was because I took gronk in the fifth round when nobody even knew how to spell his name or say his name i still can't <laughs> spell it uh but yeah I, I love gronk but I was like come on bro you did me dirty last night you know gronk's
1: actually really smart yeah um, I believe it you know, he comes off as like a, a – you know, kind of like an airhead uh, uh-huh. when you listen to his interviews yep. and the way he carries them. But you listen to him when he's really talking and right. he's serious. Yeah. That guy knows his stupid. shit. Yeah. I mean, he is on – he he knows all the plays. He carries himself well. He does the right things. And when he's being serious and he's not goofing around yeah. or kind of just making every the room laugh, man, that guy is a uh, – Dude's just having time his life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is a – I respect him a lot. And now we'll get on the kickers. Let's start talking shit about kickers right oh, now. Oh, God. Because here we go. Um, I've never had like, you know, I've always been like, you know, hey, if you fail, you fail. But because I, I play basketball, I know what it's like to miss a shot and be criticized. Listen, there's nobody in that stadium that wanted to make those kicks more than that Greg kicker last uh-huh. night. Uh-huh. And it's the same thing in all of those sports. Like, listen, if you've ever met an NBA player that wanted to miss a shot, you're crazy. Okay. These guys, there's nobody in there that wanted to make him more. But for some reason, my girlfriend, if, if there's a kicker that misses a kick, she is livid. She is livid. And it has rubbed off on me. And it's rubbed off to the point where I wanted that guy fired at halftime.
0: So did I, buddy. He was on my team. Well, I didn't want him fired. I just needed him to, you know, get some more chances. But yeah, I mean, come on.
1: Okay. Hey, so if we fire the kicker at halftime, do they have a
0: like is there a backup kicker? I think the kicker? punter is usually the backup kicker in most cases. Um, and then, you know, then after that they start going for it. I wonder
1: if they've like there's been ever a situation where a kicker just had a meltdown. And all of a sudden, the coach is just like, "Sit down."
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It and happens more. It happens uh, like more than you would realize. Like, come. Like, teams start going for two instead of. Um, you he know, missed, an, of extra kicking, missed an extra point last night. Missed an extra point, two field goals, and if you put extra point now, one of the field goals was sixty yards. You can't take that one away from him. But the other one was like thirty-one, and buddy, he tried to kick that some bitch sideways. It yeah. went. It went so far left, and then he missed the extra point. They missed both of those. And to his credit. You know he had a shitty first half and really seemed to bounce back. You know, yeah. Um, that's hard to do mentally, I guess, as a kicker. Um, but you look at it, you leave. Call it to be fair, sixty yards. You know, ain't a whole lot. You're gonna ain't a whole lot of times you're gonna make that one. You can't count that one. Yep. But that's a four point swing. Those the the field goal he missed and the extra point. You know, now you're talking. They lose by two, and that's four points in my book. Those points add up.
1: Yeah. And, you know, so
0: 29-31,
1: uh, you make, you know, one of those an extra point. I mean, that's uh, – Then you got
0: 33-31 uh, yeah. by my math. Yeah. I mean, hell. And you know what else you got is a W. We start getting in the alphabet. You start yeah. start making – So,
1: I mean, those, those small points like, you know, miss free throws in basketball, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. I mean, it's a free shot. No one's guarding you. And it's the second highest percentage shot in basketball. You know, in football, you know, Belichick is always like articulate to the point where like, no, we're taking the points. Mm -hmm. Like these are gimmies. We're taking them. You got to make those. And it's such a big deal. And I feel like, man, if a kicker is just messing up, that's a quick fix.
0: You ever been in a team setting and somebody on your team just like blows it? And I ain't saying that you like hate the dude forever, but you go back in the locker room and you're like, man, this guy better not say shit. This guy better (laughs) sit down and shut up. You know, I wonder what it's like for a kicker. That's what I feel like. It's like because everybody's like, I've been running and waking up and lifting weights, and this dude's over here eating Oreos and ho hos, kicking kicking field goals for a half hour, listening to the damn the Doors or something weird on his headphones, and he goes home. You know, I wonder. If they get super pissed when the kicker starts missing kicks,
1: you know, and you know, in professional sports, let's not talk about guys have bonuses. You know, yeah. you win games, you get paid more, and it seems like the kicker just kicks. The kicker's not like out there, you know, in the weight room, just trying to you know get stronger so you don't get laid out. Like, hey man, just <laughs> like they probably came from a soccer background and just kick the ball. All we want to like just kick the damn ball. Through the two field goals, like just put it right in the middle, right there, and let's take our points. I wonder what the dynamic is. I, it's a weird, you know. And i I was in Indy. I uh, played. I was in Indy when uh Vinatieri was there, mm-hmm. and he's the greatest kicker of all time. You know, it was it was just automatic. Yeah, and it is. It was really cool to see because I feel like he he got a lot of respect from his teammates. Yeah. Because he had that mentality. Dude, you and- go up
0: there and bang a couple Super Bowl winners like he did, and in the snow and shit, like, you start giving yourself, yeah, like, okay, then if I lose week one next season to the fucking Cowboy or the, the Buccaneers, like, you know, all is forgiven. Yeah. Um. And and Zuerlein's been a good kicker for a long time. I mean, his nickname's Legatron. I mean, this dude kicks fifty yarders like they're crazy. But you know, I mean, wheels are all falling off. Maybe.
1: Yeah. And you know, the I, I I like Pat McAfee, and I think he does a great job, and he's mm-hmm. hilarious, and he brings a lot of knowledge. Um. I was listening to him talk because he was a holder for Vinatieri, and okay. I remember him talking about one time, one of like he was like a rookie or something. He was holding the ball, and like usually like Vinatieri's like joking around, like blah, blah, blah. Well, the first, one of the first games, the game was on the line, and so they sent Vinatieri in to kick the field goal. Usually McAfee was like, ah, uh, you know, like joke, kind of get him loose, and he's saying, and it's just like McAfee, I mean, it was just like Vinatieri was just not even listening to him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Vinatieri was like, just hold the fucking ball and just say snap and hold it. And it was just like, that was it. Like oh, It was like straight laced, ruthless, focused, I love and it. kicked it right through the uprights. And then he was like celebrating. But then he realized like, hey, when it gets to that situation, like yeah. the focus, like that guy is locked yeah. in. Yeah, you got to worry about him. And I gained a lot of respect for Vinatieri right there. Totally. And also, from an athlete, I see the human side of it. And like I said, nobody wants to make that kick more than uh, yep. Legatron. Yeah. Legathon, whatever they yeah. call him. Broke-ass leg last <laughs> yeah. night. Um, and <laughs> Forrest Gump last night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. wave <laughs> But, uh, and, and also, I feel bad, like, because I know he put a lot of work into yeah. it to make that field goal. But also... You know, you're it's not like what the team does. Yeah, and it's not it's so different than what all of football stands for. It's just a unique experience and
0: it is dynamic. Kinda weird. Kinda weird. So anyway, good luck to uh Legatron at your next stop. Uh week two, you will not be kicking for Sleep Dogs Fantasy Team. Um also that was kinda interesting was uh this whole Cam Newton situation. Cam Newton got cut. I think that's kind of a weird, you know. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady, segue to the Patriots. Don't want to talk about it for long. All I'm saying is, if you ain't seen this, the, the hat that this dude wore when he was talking about how, you know, he would have been a disruption for what's his face Mac Mac Jones if he had stayed there. He's wearing a top hat with his hair sticking out of the top of it, so he clearly has a hole cut in his hat. It looks like a uh, looks like a plant that hadn't had any water in a couple of weeks. And um, anyway, man, but if you really think about it, that's a pretty Pretty weird spot to be for, I mean, over the last, what, 10 or 15 years. I mean, Cam Newton is literally dangling out there as a free agent right now.
1: It, you know, years ago, you never thought this would happen. But, you know, you look at, like, the, the hits this guy has taken, and, you know, he's one of those quarterbacks that just put his head down and just mm-hmm. try to go for it. You know those those guys have short life expectancy uh, in life and outside the game. Unfortunately, and I know mm-hmm. we're joking, it was funny, but you know that's the truth. And you just don't last long when you take hits like that. And also, you know he's got a point. Like um, we know Belichick is a no bullshit guy. Cam's been known to goof around a little bit, but I don't know Cam. You know I think he does receive a lot of unnecessary you know disrespect. Blah, blah, blah. And it just seems like the Panthers just flipped on him. Just it was just like so sudden. Just like everybody was against him. I, I still think he's got some good football left in him. He's 32. Yeah. And he's got good years and he's got what it takes. I don't know. I'm going to be interested to see where he lands.
0: What do you think? It's been really newsworthy. I'm going to read the quote that really has made all these waves. It said if they'd asked me, Cam, were you going to we we're going to give the team to Mac. You're going to be second string. We expect everything, you to be everything and some to guide him throughout his tenure. I don't even understand that. But it says, I would have said absolutely, but listen... Truth of the matter is this. He would have been uncomfortable. And I think he's absolutely right. Because what you're going to have is this dude's going to be the starting quarterback. He's a rookie. And every single time he goes into the, you know, the media scrum after practice, after games, do you feel pressure because like, do you feel like you're going to lose your job? Because Cam Newton is your backup. I I think it's weird to me that everybody's making such a big deal that Cam said that because and I don't like Cam Newton. Not a Cam Newton fan. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just, you know, whatever. Some of those players you just don't like to root for, and that's that's my choice on him. You don't have to have a reason. You just right. don't like it. Yeah. And he's absolutely right there. And I think he's probably pretty clairvoyant in what the Patriots' thought process was. It's like, listen, man, we're going to move on with him. And if, for example, Mac Jones doesn't work – think about it this way. Let's say that Mac Jones – if you're facing that pressure, it's because Mac Jones ain't working out. And guess what? If Mac Jones ain't working out, it's going to be too late for Cam Newton to come in and save the day, right? So yeah. cut your losses. It's not like, it's not like Mac – unless you're saying, hey, we're going to look at this week to week, if you're going out and saying Mac Jones is the quarterback, then you have to give him at least like five or six games. Well, what if he goes out there and, they, and you start two and four? Well, okay, sure. Bench and put Cam Newton in. Then what happens? I mean, it's not like Cam Newton's would come in and win every game. So if you really, really think about it, what did they have to gain by keeping him versus what do they have to lose, you know, by letting him go? And then you have to wonder, like, did they do did they do right by him? In, 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 uh you know, or wrong by him by holding on to him too long, and now he can't go get another job.
1: So the organization to me, you know, I w- if I was running a team and you were running a team. I think we, our job is to do what's best for the team. Yep. And you know that's just the way it is. So if I'm front office, I work for the team. I don't mm-hmm. work for Cam Newton, and that's something that you and your agent have to discuss yep. before ever signing with New England. Do, okay, is this a situation that's going to lead me to this point? How val like how do they value me? But sleep. What do you think the Patriots have to gain
0: by by letting them go so i don't know the salary implications because i'm sure they still got to pay him right but i don't think he had a big salary i don't think he had a big salary but it wasn't small there's no
1: way the patriots don't have like a big like i think their cap is they have a lot of payroll
0: on there yeah i just think it has to do with how they run the team it's the same reason they let tom brady go it's like i think they're smart enough to realize the downside Right mm-hmm. of any any transaction, right? They're willing to let people go. They did the same thing when Brady came in. It wasn't that I don't think it was that they thought Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady. Yeah, it's just they knew that they were running out of time with Drew Bledsoe. So, so here's my question, okay, to you. And
1: what if Belichick really liked Mac Jones? Mm-hmm. The front office, hey, let's bring let's bring Mac on slow. Mm-hmm. Let's give Cam a little bit, and then we'll like implement Mac once we think he's ready. Mm-hmm. I don't see Belichick being like, Okay, no, he's like, No, I want Mac. And here's the thing, is let's say Mac goes out there and loses two games. Yeah. What are the fans wanting? Oh yeah. We want Cam. Well Cam I bet
0: in. they could re sign him probably. And at that so point. what
1: this does is this just says, Hey, we're all in on Mac. Yeah. Win, lose, we're sticking with Mac. We have a lot invested in Mac. Now, is it a good idea to rush the quarterback into that starting position? Uh, no experience. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Aaron Rodgers took the long way there. Uh, yep. Three um, years.
0: I was talking about somebody this morning. Mm-hmm. Three years I got sat in the backseat.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we saw Trubisky and I think Mitch, I think Mitch could play in the league. I think he hasn't shown what he's capable of doing yet. And I, I think he's got a lot of potential and I don't like what the, what the Bears coach, I don't like how he treated him, yeah. And I don't like how that whole situation, everyone turned and blamed on Mitch. Mm-hmm. And how, do, how in the hell are you supposed to play with those type of expectations and just getting thrown in the mix? They didn't give him one good play call. He took a lot of criticism, and it's tough to defend your, yourself against your coaches, teammates, and the press. And
0: receivers that can't catch the ball. Yeah. And, and a if, running back can't run the ball. He
1: wasn't throwing to Randy Moss. <laughs> no.
0: And so <laughs> – He might Mitch, have been throwing to Andy Ross. Yeah. Like, dude, nobody's ever heard of any of their damn receivers. Yeah, and so – I think what this was
1: was the Patriots just being. I think this was just Belichick being like, no, let him go. Yeah. Let him get him out of here. Uh, he either did something like that or he pissed off Belichick. And, you know, also there's this new thing where I'm not sure if Cam's vaccinated, unvaccinated, but a lot of front office people. Sure. Don't want unvaccinated players uh, in the locker room because of the way the league is, their rules and restrictions for unvaccinated players um, and the potential for isolation and not being there. If you're vaccinated, things are, uh, you know, it's much more normal uh, compared to
0: if you're unvaccinated. I'm looking at odds to win the Super Bowl. I don't know when these odds came out. I don't know if these odds are current or what, but at some point, this is for Super Bowl 56. Uh, let go back on your uh, Cowboys are considered a contender. Um, they're middle of the pack, plus 3,500. The Patriots are the top third. You know, they're considered plus 3,000. So long shot is what they're saying here. But, um, I mean, what this tells me is I, I'm still just super surprised by – the fact that more teams don't take their rookie court. that's what the reason I was the reason I was curious as to where the patriots sit is I'm just I don't understand why more teams don't take that Aaron Rodgers route i mean Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time even statistically right and he sat for 3 years so it's like why are these teams Incessant on taking guys and roll them out on mediocre teams, and no one is more famous for that in Washington football team. So you look at RG three, you look at Kirk Cousins, you look at uh, even with Haskins, right? You have all these issues with bringing in the rookie quarterback, and how do you play that? You know that game. I mean, it was even a huge point of contention in Green Bay when Favre was the quarterback and Rogers was sitting backseat, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, man, like you groom these guys. And 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 at some point they blossom. I I you know, I, I just think that your like patience seems to work when you exercise it, and it seems to blow up in your face when you don't. When it comes to quarterbacks, so we,
1: we, let's look at the rush quarterbacks recently. Uh, I w- I mean, you could go back to RG three. Yeah, uh, he was rushed. I'm not sure if he got paid or not. Rookie uh, season
0: was great. I think he got a second contract.
1: Yeah, and so he was rushed. Uh, didn't turn out the way. He- you know, we expected Carson Wentz. Do yep. you think he was rushed? I do. I, I feel like he was rushed. And the guy for the Rams, I can't think of his name, that had a good year, got paid, and is just they made a trade. Oh, uh,
0: uh, uh Sam Don, uh, not Sam Donald. What the crap? Uh, you're right. I I can't believe I can't remember his name. Yeah, but I'll and so, look it up.
1: Like he wasn't rushed, but it was like a big controversy. He's Oklahoma guy. Yeah, and no, 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 he was from the no Sam Radford. No. No, no, we're talking L.A. recent.
0: Oh, you talking about Jared Goff? Jared Goff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam Bradford was rushed as well. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I, you know, thinking about the Cam situation. Do you think
0: he'd fit in Miami? (laughs) I don't really matter if you fit in Miami. I think you just roll in there and whatever. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting landing spots for Cam Newton, and I'm looking at. Would you want him
1: on Washington? No.
0: I really don't. And I'm surprised he's not already there. And why? Why do you not want him for Washington? Well, mainly I just don't like him. Um, (laughs) It says here that um, this is 2021 best fit. The best fit, they say, are Cowboys and Texans. This is according to Sporting News.
1: Yeah, I don't Um, know if Deshaun Watson is going to play or not.
0: Yeah, that ain't happening. You heard it here first. We're breaking that That guy is in some. Yeah. Yeah. He's in some hot water. So, anyway, who knows? It says the Bears here. This is always fun to hypothesize. The Broncos. I got... hope he
1: goes to the Broncos. Jesus oh, my. Jesus Christ. The Press Saints. pocket
0: would just. Oh, he would be so excited. I would love it. Number four, Washington football team. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Mark my words. Here it is. And I'm saying it because usually when I say it, it doesn't happen. Uh, he'll wind up on Washington. That's what's going to happen.
1: I <laughs> hope he winds up on Washington.
0: God, why?
1: I hope so. I bet and you do. I
0: want to hear about it. Yeah. I've been looking for a reason to change teams. That might be one of them. If we had drafted Daniel Jones, I was going to leave being a Washington fan <laughs> because I just—I mean, I hate Duke that much. And they would have passed over somebody. I mean, we got Haskins, I think, instead, which was equally terrible, maybe. <laughs> but uh, anyway, man, there's there's a lot of storylines, and Sunday's coming, gang. Uh, tomorrow, the heels. Sunday, uh, try not to like grow into the couch uh, while I watch football. And try to claw my way back from a, the hole that old old Gronk put me in over the weekend. We got a few minutes here left here. Um, Yeah, what do you want to get into, Big Hawk? We got the Bachelor, we got Brittany, and we got the Ryder Cup. I'm gonna let you pick the topic.
1: Let's go. I'll I'll do a quick batch, and then we'll go to the Ryder Cup. Okay. Um, So, guys. I started watching Bachelor in Paradise with friends, and they're heavy drama, and it's a lot of sh lot of shit to go over there, but there are some really, really messed up situations that's happening and If you thought the Bachelor brought the drama, guys, this is a whole new whole new ball game. Serena peas on there, of course she is not bringing the drama, but good night, still love her. I'll get on the Instagram page. I'll put a story out in detail of what I think's going on in The Bachelor in Paradise, but just the just the amount of stupidity that has happened and how these people just don't like. There's no hiding that they've had previous relationships and they just come onto The Bachelor just to get recognition, clout, followers, blah blah blah. And don't even just don't even hide it is just absolutely comical. But moving on to the Ryder Cup, hey, I'm tired of getting our ass beat by uh, Europe. So I'm really uh, expecting, you know, a lot from uh, the American squad. Uh, I know we got uh, a lot of great players on Europe, but it would be nice if we actually won one. Uh, I know they're in uh, Whistling Straits, and it starts not this weekend, but next weekend. And I'm I'm all in. I loved it. I watched the women's um, the women's Solheim Cup. I think that's what it's called. Solheim. Yeah.
0: Solheim. Yeah. It was amazing. But I'm looking forward to the Ryder Cup. Revenge of the Zohan, that movie where wasn't it Adam Sandler was a hairstylist? Um, yeah, so the Ryder Cup is super fun. I, guys, I can safely say uh, I stopped watching The Bachelor. I mean, Sleep Hawk Worldwide was was born in the fiery pit of Bachelor Nation, um, and we've grown. You know, Big Hawk loves it, and we'll still give you a little dab here and there. Mm-hmm. But I tried watching it for the purpose of educating the people on what's going on, and about four minutes in. I just couldn't do it. Now, when we got together as a group, you know, I'm going to say I'll never watch it again, but it is uh, it is some pooh. got tough. enough drama. Don't need any more. Ryder Cup got plenty of drama as well. Uh, so I just said I don't need any more, but I'm going to sign up for Ryder Cup drama because it is fun to watch. Uh, it's unique. It's – you know, golf really is amazing in how well it adapts to a lot of changes in ways that other leagues don't. Um, the whole thing that's interesting to me is everybody hates Patrick Reed – Except for when he's on the Ryder Cup and all of a sudden he's Captain America because Americans love a winner and they don't give a shit what your background is if you can win. I mean, you could be, you know, it goes to show athletes of all kinds. And, uh, you know, so it's been pretty interesting that, you know, so Steve Stricker is the captain or whatever. Why is he the captain? I have no idea. Why not make Phil the captain? Why not Tiger? Tiger. Tiger can uh, walk around, man. Let yeah, but Phil has the
1: personality. Yeah. He likes to laugh. That's what the Ryder Cup's I about. Thought, I thought Let's get the people w- Was hype, he not man. assistant
0: captain or something? I don't is know. Nobody gets excited about Stricker. Uh, yeah. Is that I mean, Strickner or Stricker? Stricker, and it is, uh, yeah, um, it is a very dry choice, it seems. Um, a lot of people are super critical of the fact that he did not use an at-large pick on Patrick Reed. And then, of course, it has just blown up that Patrick Reed has been just liking of all kinds of tweets of people bitching about that. So
1: I'm not a Patrick Reed fan, but godly, some of the stuff he does is so comical to me. And his whole dynamic with his parents and his family, you know, that's an awful situation. But a lot of this other stuff that I hear, I mean, he, this guy's an ultra-competitor. He shows up in big moments, and I think it's great.
0: Yeah, he big fan of grounding that club in the bunker, too. <laughs> this is the 2020, I mean, I can't even find. It says it's last updated on 2021, but then they got the Ryder Cup 2020 symbol there. Are we playing last year's Ryder Cup this year, or what, what's going on? Um, anyway, I don't know who's on the damn team, but I'll be watching. I'll figure it out come the end of September mm-hmm. when it comes on at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. Wow, that's that's got the potential to get chilly up there.
1: Amazing course,
0: yeah. Amazing course. Looks beautiful in the pictures. Oh yeah, um,
1: yeah. It's a great course.
0: Yeah. So I don't know, man. Until Tiger comes back, I can't ever be as is. As, uh, and I mean, I think you got to start. Everybody, we got to start coming to coming to grips with the fact that ships probably out to sea man we might not see much more tiger it'll be interesting to know whether we start watching the senior tour yeah right if
1: that ship is at sea i, I hope he's not driving that thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> hope it's not on day um anyway man we got uh you know so we got the heels uh we're getting projections for the game because by the time everybody listens to this it's game day tar heels six touchdowns tar heels by six touchdowns you heard it here first free britney she's free people we've done it we're going to the game tomorrow guess what we're gonna do there stay safe stay safe